0: What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Today, the Steelers have already started their big moves before they finalize their 53-man roster and head into week one against the San Francisco 49ers. Kevin Dotson is off to L.A. We will recap that trade, talk about more that we see coming and some surprise cuts that we expect to be made over the next 24 hours or so. We are approaching the 53 man deadline tomorrow, 4 PM on Tuesday. It's a beautiful day in the in the Berg. The Steelers were off yesterday for some team bonding. We'll talk about that here in a second, but I feel my friend.
1: I feel good. Uh, I mean, this is game week for me. You know, we got pit starting this week. Uh, I know you got away an extra week, but Excited. The air, air always smells a little bit fresher on game week. Feels like this is all, this is real now. We're we're in the thick of it. The season, season's here. No stopping it.
0: No, I feel you.
1: Week one. Pitt Scott. Somebody asked me this the other day, and I
0: was like, "Oh man, dude, I'm terrible at my job." Uh, Wolford is that week one? Wofford, yeah. Wofford, good old week one. Give me one guy on Wofford you know of, if you know any. Um,
1: the <laughs> head coach, the the head coach used to be the offensive coordinator at Pitt, Sean Watson. Oh. Yeah, well, there you go. A little little revenge game going on there.
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I just watched the uh, the untold the Gator thing, and for like literally the only game that they like show is is South Carolina versus Florida because Mm -hmm. what's his name was like a quarterback at florida won a national championship and then oh, yeah spurrier is spurrier thank you mm. so it's like it's like that essentially the same yeah, thing exactly.
1: same thing, same exact thing
0: <laughs> bill jacobic nice.
1: is tim tebow and it's yeah that's how it's gonna work and there it is
0: and uh but that's exciting pit i mean big week it, it, you're right game week always feels the air's crisper you know what i mean the pumpkin spice lattes are rolling out yeah. you're wearing a sweatshirt a little bit longer in the day it's uh it's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be here. The Steelers, uh, they took yesterday off to do some team bonding. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe this is just a me thing. Was it a little weird to do some team bonding before you slice
1: half of your roster
0: in half and say, Hey guys, hope you had fun go karting, but you're getting cut tomorrow?
1: Yeah. It's like, uh, when you, uh, you take your dog to do like everything you love, like like <laughs> for you, you know, take him to the farm upstate, like that's that's so bad. Yeah, he gets to, like go to the park and and play fetch. Like, you no, know, it was it's nice, I'm sure. I guess it, maybe it helps take some guys' minds off of potentially getting cut. But yeah, that seems a little. I don't know. Yeah, that seems a little cruel. I guess not cruel, I guess, but like no, it, just I just weird. wonder how. I yeah, I wonder what the split was between guys who were like, oh, I'd rather just like actually play some football and like try to. You know get as much good stuff on film as i possibly could or uh you know maybe i don't want to be maybe i want to be away from this facility and like not think about any of it yeah um, I'm, I'm
0: sure there are guys that are like oh, i'm definitely getting cut this is all but like guys like that were like on the edge of a roster spot who are sitting there just being like all right i gotta have two more real good days and then they announce that and you're just like all right man
1: like whoa 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 whoa, <laughs> whoa.
0: could i work out yeah. after could you watch me or something yeah. like
1: it's mm, like if your Saturday, if your Saturday was awful, you're like, no, I, I would actually like to practice. I would, I would <laughs> yeah. like
0: to. I felt like it was, it was just a little, uh, a little strange. Team bonding when you have ninety guys. First off, whoever handled that bill, whatever it was, yeah, God bless, man. That's huge. That was a huge number. But two, mm-hmm. just like your team bonding with half these guys that you're gonna see in week like eight, who are standing across from you on a sideline somewhere because mm-hmm. they didn't make the Pittsburgh Steelers. I uh, just, I don't know. It got, I just as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's a little strange. A little strange. The Steelers ended the night, capped it off with a huge trade, sending Kevin Dotson to the LA Rams in exchange for a 2024 fourth round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. They also sent their 2024 fifth rounder and their 2025 sixth rounder to LA. Dotson gets a new home. Not sure what LA's depth chart looks like or whether or not he's going to have an opportunity to start, but I'm almost positive that. At bare minimum, this is an upgrade from where he is in Pittsburgh, just because he'll have an opportunity to be possibly that first depth piece, that primary backup to somebody. While in Pittsburgh, he wasn't really viewed as much as Nate Herbig, I guess, or or possibly possibly you know even Kendra Green if they needed a center. Heads to LA. Your thoughts on the trade? I mean, less than 24 hours after it happened.
1: Yeah, this seems and you were the you were one of the first people I saw to say this. Um, but this seems like a win for everyone involved. Um, yeah. like you said at the bear, like it, he couldn't have gone any. There are very few places he could have gone that would have given him less of an opportunity than Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. you know they were, like you said, he was getting kind of buried on the depth chart. Um, I think the Steelers just kind of, you know, kind of seen what they needed to see from him. Um, I, I think he's still can play for someone. It just wasn't going to be in Pittsburgh. Um, The Steelers get to move up a little bit in their draft uh, Get to move up a little bit in the draft that, you know, you exchange a a fourth and a fifth or a fourth and a sixth for a fourth and a fifth basically. Right. Yeah. just some pick swaps Um, get getting anything of value. I felt like for Kevin Dotson was a win. Um, But yeah, this seems like a good, good deal for everyone involved. The Steelers get to, to free up some space um, along the offensive line. I think, This speaks a lot to like the fact that they really like Spencer Anderson because he's a roster lock now. Um, And then also, you know, the idea that Nate Herbig's injury isn't anything long term or anything to worry about. So they must feel pretty good about those two things as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that this is a positive sign for the Herbig injury, which I that was my first thought was, okay. the Steelers must feel pretty good about where he is heading into week one, which is good. I'm glad that you said Spencer Anderson felt like he was a name that was kind of overlooked in this. A lot of people immediately went to Kendrick Green and, oh, is Kendrick Green's stock up now? I think yes, but I'm not. I mean, we're going to get to this, but I'm not totally sure that Kendrick Green's stock is is secure yet. Spencer Anderson, I do believe, is a roster lock from here on out. I I just think that there's so much versatility there. But another name that I'm going to drop on you, Dylan Cook. I think Dylan Cook might be a name to watch in that this 53-man roster now. Had an impressive day against who was the last game? Atlanta. Had a real mm-hmm. impressive preseason finale against Atlanta. Has looked good in practice. Has moved above LaRaven Clark really in, in almost all team drills over the last two weeks or so. I think that he could be an option for the Steelers to keep as their fourth or yeah, fourth tackle if they believe Anderson could be an interior offensive lineman and then they keep him behind Herbig. I think that's definitely a possibility for them. And I think that if we're being honest, like I don't feel bad about that. Like, I think that Spencer Anderson is exactly what you're looking for in that final, you know, interior line piece, a swing guard who could also play center and then cook having him on the roster removes your need for Spencer Anderson to like develop as a tackle you know like okay Spencer you learn the inside cook you just work as that fourth yeah it would be the fourth outside tackle with Broderick Drones being like that swing that extra tackle I think that could work out well Kendrick Green I think is the other name but I don't know we're gonna get to this in a second but I'm I'm not positive Kendrick Green's still on this roster
1: yeah I mean we might have talked about this uh Oh no, we I guess we didn't have a oh yeah, we had a Friday podcast after the Atlanta. Um yeah. but I think Kendra Green had a good game against Atlanta. Oh, yeah. But it's just it's a matter of like, you know, how how much can he can a guy like that rise? You know, yep. how much can one how much weight can one game against a bunch of backups, quite honestly? How much weight can that carry for a guy like Kendrick Green? Um, I didn't really feel like much. Um I feel like if he wasn't on the roster before the game started, then he wasn't gonna be on the roster, you know, after that game. Um i'm still with you i don't think he i I still don't think he makes the roster i don't think he you know had a good enough camp the totality of his work just wasn't good enough um yeah i think but i i agree with you i think you feel fine with spencer anderson kind of narrowing his focus and going to the inside and then dylan cook is an interesting one that wasn't a name that had really popped up on my radar but that you know that would make sense now um it makes sense now that Kendrick Green kind of frees up or not Kendrick Green. Kevin Dotson kind of cleans up, some, clears up some space. But it seems like the Steelers going decidedly younger. Yes, uh, it feels like along the yes. offensive line, like they believe in the future a little bit more than those guys that, that they had had before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the thing here is, you know, with Spencer Anderson, especially is you, you can only stretch these guys so far. Yeah. And you talked to Spencer and we've talked about this more than once you don't want to ask a guy to do everything because then it's hard to do one thing really well. And to be able to now just have that option for him to just be that interior guy, I think takes a lot of pressure off of him. And maybe they go out and sign an offensive tackle. I don't know, but I think that being able to remove him from the outside and just say, Hey, you play guard and center here, I think does a lot of good for the future of him. And just like you said, like it's, you could see that they're they're building that next level that Nick Herbig or Nate Herbig, excuse me, Broderick Jones, Dan Moore, you know, Spencer Anderson, that rotation of guys that they could develop into wherever they end up even if they're just backups long term into the next group of hey look at we have quality, we have depth. This is our offensive line moving forward. One trade is in the books. I kind of believe that there are at least two more coming before this final 53 man roster is finalized i'm gonna let you start here do you have any other trades that you see on the horizon for the pittsburgh steelers
1: so there's no i don't think there's a trade. i was thinking about this and i don't think that there are trades that i think are you are much more confident that there are more trades coming than than i am um but i mean i think the two the two big guys that i would look for to possibly be traded first you know obviously kendrick green Yes. Um, that's a guy who I think still could probably have some value, some trade value. And if you can get anything for him, I think you spring for that. But I, I would also look at Zach entry. I mean, this is a guy who oh, we're not think, on my two. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think it's a guy that we maybe both think is gonna be a roster casualty. Um, mm-hmm. like he's gonna get cut within the coming days. So but he's still it's more about you know where Darnell Washington is and then the overall depth of that room versus oh, Zach Hintry just isn't good enough. No, yeah. he's, like a, he's like a good player. He's still very capable, can, you know, obviously the special teams value, but I also think even just as a regular old tight end, you know, blocking and, and catching, he's perfectly capable there of contributing to to an NFL team. So I think the Steelers could dangle him a little bit and maybe get something back back in that way. Um, so I, I would watch that. Um, I just don't know what kind of, you know, if you're just going to cut him, if, if teams might yeah. be able to see that writing on the wall there might not be a whole ton of value, a whole lot of value there, but if someone wants to lock him up, just make sure they can land him without having to contend with a bunch of other teams trying to sign him. Then, then I think that could work for work for some team.
0: Yeah. I I like the Zach entry. He was not on my two actually. And I also like where it's, it's tough because the Steelers are in a position where some teams might be able to see the writing on the wall. I think with Gentry though, it almost helps because that writing on the wall isn't like, it, it's not solidified, you know, like it's not Sharpie it's yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It could, it is, it is a total guess right now. And even if you do feel, okay, Gentry might be on the outside looking in, he might be that 53rd guy, but he might also be that 54th guy. Teams are going to say, Hey, we're not willing to take that chance. And mm-hmm. they'll make phone calls before tomorrow at four o'clock just to say, Hey, look at it. how are we, how are we feeling about Zach Gentry. Could we, we negotiate here and when it comes to compensation like I mean me and you talked about it the other day when we talked about Kevin Dotson and these initial trades like we thought Kevin Dotson you're getting a sixth round pick like Max Mm -hmm. you know you walk away with even if you do give up a fifth and a sixth you you walked away with a fourth round pick for Kevin like that is impressive for a guy who is going to be your third string guard this season who doesn't play center who's it's a one position guy I think for Gentry you could maybe be looking at the same thing, maybe look be looking at a fifth round pick. I think anything is a better move than just to slice a guy like that who is like you know there are some questions to Kendrick Green and some other names. Gentry's on an NFL roster this year. You know like there's yeah. he's he's oh, not yeah. he's not on he's not a free agent heading into week 1. Like as soon as he gets dropped somebody else is going to pick him up. There are no worries there. I think that could be a good one. Kendrick Green is one of my two I just think that he offers versatility. He could play a little bit of fullback. He's still young. He's entering his third NFL season. I just think that there's enough value here that other teams will see to say, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll take a shot on him. You know, there's, we'll just, we'll take a risk. We desperately need a guard. We desperately need a center. We need a a piece that we could just whatever with. Let's take a shot on Kendrick green. My other one. Is either Montravius Adams or Armand Ooh. Watts on the Ooh. defensive line. I don't think you keep all eight. I don't think it makes sense to keep all eight when you, you know, especially if you're gonna get, get rid of names like maybe a wide receiver or a safety or a corner. You know, you need as much special teams depth as you could possibly find. A defensive lineman offers zero special teams value, so you might as well, you know, find a, a different spot for them. I think you could get something for one of those eight. I don't know if it's going to be Adams. I don't know if it would be Watts, but those two would probably be last on that list. I would imagine of like, who's making the team. Those two would be the last two. I think you could get something for both of them. And they're both, I mean, Watts is 27 and Adams just turned 28. So still have value still young. I mean, those, if, if I had to predict the next trade, I would almost guess that it would be them. And then maybe green, Gentry, I I didn't think of, but I think Gentry's in that mix now as well. But I think that a defensive line trade, like I was a little nervous that it was going to happen last night because as soon as Kevin <laughs> Dotson happened, I was like I was about to leave. Like I was like, okay, I'm going for a walk before bed. You know, this is going to be yeah. nice. Was tying my shoes, looked at my phone, and went, oh, Kevin Dotson's yeah. going to the Rams. Give me yeah. ten minutes. Um, yeah. And I was real nervous that it was going to come right after that. But I think that that one's the next one that would be in rotation here.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see a, you know, defensive line was a position I thought about. Um, I think Adams, both Adams and Watts had good camps, but like you said, there's just too much going on at the defensive line position. I I really like that one, actually. That's that's one where I could feel like you could even, you could think about maybe getting, you know, like if you could get... uh, a fourth, fourth or round pick, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you could get a pretty decent pick for both of the for either of those guys. So I, I like that one. You're you're not gonna. Is there one you think is more likely? You know, Watts versus Adams? Because I feel like Adams is maybe the yeah. The more I think Adams
0: one. is the more likely trade, just because I think Watts was brought in here with with starting experience can play all three positions, whereas in Adams is more of like a nose tackle maybe slide him to defensive tackle kind of guy. He's really only a pass rusher. And I think Adams is really good. Like, I, I think Adams is a quality player, but I think when you look at just like the options that you have at that final spot, I think Watts offers more versatility and a little bit more experience that you could work with. But I wouldn't be surprised if teams called about both and the Steelers were just like, well, we're going to get better value for Watts. So right. Let's get yeah. rid of Watts.
1: Yeah. They're not going to split hairs choosing between. No, one of those guys like it's I don't know you don't change your your outlook on the season if you know Armand Watts is gone versus Montrevious Adams but yeah yeah so if it's really whoever you can get the better value for maybe that's it, Adams is the younger one though right Adams
0: is older by like which oh, is surprising because like I thought Watts was going to be older than yeah. that I thought Watts was like 30 years old and then I looked at his age the other day and I was like oh
1: 27 yeah, I mean, huh? you, you look at him and you're like yeah, oh 80. that's a That's an aged veteran. That's a a guy that's (laughs) been around the block a little bit. But no, no, no.
0: That guy's the same age as me. Armand Watts is the (laughs) same age as me. That just doesn't make, Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. I mean, that doesn't make sense with all these guys. I look at all of them constantly and just go, oh, he's got to be 45. No, he's 26. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I would think that just like you said, they're not going to split hairs. It's just whoever's out there, whoever's available, whoever gets the best thing. But I do like just just judging off of what we know about omar khan i just i expect something else to happen like i just look at this and just say like this guy is too aggressive he's way too good at what he does to just sit here and say eh, not, like he's you know they i like i said i was nervous i was nervous that at nine o'clock last night they were going to keep making trades because that's just what he does like he's just like yeah man whatever like i don't sleep i don't do anything i just wheel and Make deal trades and make great moves yeah and uh another win for omar khan i gotta say this guy he's he's undefeated so far i would say omar khan in in all yeah. gm moves so far
1: yeah i mean so he's had three trades so he had claypool yes. trade yeah william There's jackson another. william jackson okay yeah that yeah was, which was a conditional
0: um, seventh round pick or something in like 2025 which is right he was literally just like hey you guys don't want him anymore all right well and and actually i'm almost positive that the steelers i'm not sure but i i'm almost certain that the steelers got that that pick back because he didn't actually play a game for them so oh,
1: so so they didn't give up anything yeah they just got him. to
0: try out william jackson for free and said yeah. hey here you go chase claypool easy win huge win and now he's wheeling and dealing kevin dotson for a fourth round pick a former fourth round pick replaced for a fourth round pick and you get a fifth next year i mean That's a win. Pretty good. That's a win. That's a win. All right. Next thing I want to talk about here, the Steelers are a little bit over 24 hours away from their final roster cuts. Deadline is Tuesday at 4 p.m. We have a couple of names. We've talked about these names in the past, but I think some have been added. Some changes have been made. Some moves have already happened. I mean, the Steelers are nine guys deep in their cuts right now. Madre Harper, Neville Clark, James. I'm not even going to try it. Uh, Keone Dang, Forrest Ryan, BT Potter, Rex you know his last name, I can't Soon pronounce R. it thank you, and wide receiver Dan Chisnia all gone, oh oh, and uh, who was the other one, Aaron uh, Aaron Cruikshank, who actually yeah. I thought looked he didn't have any catches, but if there were some accurate deep balls against Atlanta, he probably would have had at least one or two big plays thought he looked alright, those were the nine guys that got cut, no surprises there right, don't believe so no. The next round should be a little deeper. You have guys that you believe will be on the chopping block that you maybe don't have or don't believe everyone will see.
1: Yeah. And this is one I was actually talking with some people at uh, about at practice on Saturday and that's James Pierre. Um, James Pierre just has not had a good camp. I think he is somewhat of a known commodity that has gotten maybe not gotten worse this summer he's gotten worse worse. he's looked worse this summer um and and i just don't i think even in a cornerback room that that doesn't have a ton of depth to it i don't know how you can justify keeping him over you know an extra defensive lineman or an extra Mm -hmm. extra offensive lineman or even an extra receiver um he just hasn't been good enough i think you can also sign another cornerback uh another guy who might get cut and just you might be able to find a younger guy with a little bit more, a little bit more upside than what James Pierre has right now. But I just don't think the cornerback, the outside corner need is as pressing that you need to keep a guy like James Pierre, who just has not looked good really at any point, like during this training camp. Like yes. I just, I, you know, I think you have very little confidence in him and keeping him around just because you need a corner right now, I don't think is the move. Um, I would rather just keep that spot open and maybe sign another corner. If you feel like you need him or maybe you, believe a lot in Chandon Sullivan's ability to to bump outside and, and fill that gap as a, as the fourth outside corner is which is what he would be so yeah. I, I think James Pierre was the first guy that I thought of yeah James
0: Pierre is I think the easiest name on the list just because it's just so difficult to say that the Steelers are are would accept that being their final cornerback spot it just doesn't make a lot of sense you know he does he's looked he's looked terrible you know, there hasn't been a moment where you've saw, thought, "Oh, okay, James might have saved himself there," or "Oh, that was, that was a good move by James." It was just con- consistently, James is getting beat. James is getting yelled at by coaches. Guys are trying to instruct him to to get better, and he just isn't. It seemed like he digressed this offseason. Luke Barku is not going to replace him. I don't know how they go about signing him. the The name uh, Tez Tabor, for oh, yeah. former uh, mm-hmm. former Gator. Gator. Thank you. Was uh cut yesterday, two days ago, I believe. And he was a name that came to mind. Then I looked at his stats and realized that he hasn't really done much in the NFL, but he's a former second round pick that maybe the Steelers could take a shot at. I just think that when it comes to replacing James Pierre, it's just too easy. Like it's too easy to find a guy who at bare minimum just meets that same level and has a little bit more upside or a little bit more athleticism or has better instincts or Just something, some quality that you could say, oh, okay, well, you know, this guy offers just a little bit more value than James Pierre. I think that's super easy. I don't believe that the Steelers have that guy on their roster. I think they have to go get him. Yeah. I think that could be, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a trade. I think it's going to be a signing. But I think that is their their one major signing that they will make before the 53-man officially comes out. Um, Zach Gentry is a name that we have tossed out there that I think remains a possibility. I will say that I went through my 53 man roster yesterday and I, I struggled to find a a reason to get rid of him. you know, just because I think that he was the 53rd and he was the 53rd name that I put out there, but I hit a point where I was just like, okay, like, you know, there's 50 guys, there's, there's 51 guys on this roster right now. They already have an outside corner signed. They already have all their inside linebackers, Like it just, it, I just couldn't find a place to be like, okay, Zach Gentry is gone because of this guy. But I do think that the Steelers obviously think different and they have ideas for different guys and they're going to take chances in certain positions to kind of boost some stock or see what happens. I don't think Gentry is necessarily safe. I think he could still be on the outside looking in, but I think that's definitely one to watch that we continue to talk about. Um, Another name, Miles Boykin, obviously that we have talked about, continue to talk about. Um, I'll drop, uh, I'll drop, I'll drop one for you in the inside linebacker room, Tanner Muse. Yeah, I think, could be on the I, outside looking in right now.
1: Yeah, I thought about that one too, which would be kind of disappointing because I think he's had a good camp. Me too. Um, I, I've kind of been pretty impressed with him throughout training camp, in the preseason games too. But yeah, it's just like the. Keeping four, it would be four. In, he'd be the fourth inside linebacker. He'd be the right? fifth, fifth inside oh, linebacker. Right, right. And I
0: think that they keep five, but I think that for some reason they like Nick Quyakoski a little bit more.
1: Really? Why? Do I don't give? know why.
0: I don't know why. But he, they didn't get rid of him. There's two. There's like just like signs, you know. Like mm-hmm. they didn't get rid of him during his injury, which there's a reason. You know what I mean? It's so, it's just too. They caught it. They caught Cody White, man. They caught yeah. Cody White during an injury that we didn't even know I'm I'm not even positive he's actually injured I just think that they just got rid of his toe yeah yeah like if they're getting rid of that guy they're getting rid of everybody they didn't get rid of him during an injury where he missed you know over a week of practice and a preseason game came back in the preseason finale played over Tanner Muse with the second team don't know why I just I don't know just picking up the, the breadcrumbs here following the trail it just feels as if for some reason they have a fascination with this guy. And maybe, maybe Danny Smith likes him. You know what I mean? Maybe it's yeah. like he's Danny Smith's guy and he sees that he's got that special team's value. But I don't know. I thought Tanner Muse looks good, and Tanner Muse is known as a special team's ace. So I, I thought he was a lock going in here, but I'm not totally
1: sold on that right now. That'd be really that would be a surprising Tanner Muse getting cut for Nick Kuyakowski. That would that would really surprise me. Um if if Tanner got cut for you know, they wanted to make room at some other position that would make more sense for me, but keep it Kwiatkowski. I I just, you know, I'm not going to pretend to have watched a ton of all 22 film or anything, but I've not been super impressed with Nick Kwiatkowski to this point. Um, I, I, that just, that doesn't make a whole lot. I think Tanner Muse is the better cover guy too. I feel like that makes him yes, like an important, like that is a big feather in his cap. Um, I don't, yeah, like you said, Muse has been a good special teamer. I am just not sure what Kwiatkowski would bring that Tanner Muse doesn't.
0: I don't and, I I don't and know. I think
1: Tanner Muse has the potential to make more of an impact on defense should it come to that. I don't know. That's that's interesting. That would be definitely a surprise cut for for me.
0: That's what that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's like you know, if it was just like, oh, Tanner Muse isn't going to make the team, people be like, "Oh, okay." But like I just think that they're going to make a last minute switch here. It's going to surprise some people. I just, I just, I just see the writing on the wall. I would actually, I think there's a possibility they keep six, you know, as crazy as that sounds just, just because they're gonna, if if that was the instance, a guy's like a guy like miles Boykin's gone, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're just going to be like, okay, well, we'll just load up on special teams value here and
1: get rid of. Yeah. We'll trade special teams value at receiver for special teams value at
0: inside linebacker. linebacker. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I mean, inside linebackers are probably your most, you know, you like that is like you draft like Mark Robinson and Alex Highsmith and everybody who comes in as a rookie, like the Steelers could draft you in the first round, the big Yeah. Your first year, man, you're going to play a lot of special teams if you're a linebacker. <laughs> like it's just, it yep. is what it is. So I could see that. I could see that being a thing. Um, The safeties are kind of the last bit here for me. I don't think Trey Norwood makes it. I just think the injury hurt him too much. And I don't think Kenny, I don't think your boy Kenny Robinson Sneaks yeah. his way onto this roster.
1: I think that ship has sailed a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, so they're... Okay, so four safeties, they're keeping... kill. uh They're keeping Killebrew. They're keeping in my Killebrew. 53,
0: they keep Killebrew, but they keep Elijah Riley, too, who would act as, like, the third. Like, if they yeah. needed a safety, I guess a fourth. But he, if they needed a safety in a do-or-die situation...
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, they're you're not calling on Riley over it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: dude, you're putting Patrick Peterson back there. You're, you know, Joey Porter Jr. You're putting Deontay Johnson at safety before Miles Killabrew steps on the field <laughs> out defense. That's just what you're, you're doing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you do. You'd pull the the Bill Belichick put Gronk out at it or yeah, yeah, yeah. Darnell Washington out at out at safety before. Uh,
0: yeah. Sign and Zach entry back to the roster to yeah. be here. Just. You know, that's the other thing. And I think that's a good way to end it here. I was talking to my neighbor actually yesterday, and he was saying that he thinks that they keep Gentry just because they don't, he doesn't see a place where he leaves. And I said, yeah, you know, I could see that if they do, you know, does he hold enough value to like, does it make more sense to trade him at that point or, and and possibly try to find a corner or something or, is he the guy that's just inactive on Sundays because you don't like, you don't just don't need him on Sundays. Like you just don't need that guy out there.
1: Well, if that's the case, then I would just trade him. Like I would trade him for anything you can get. Like if you're not going to use him at all, which I think that's part of the equation too. It's not that. Oh, I mean, there are like, I get what you were saying. Like there are roster spots for him, but like, if you're not using that roster spot on someone, if you're using that roster spot on a guy like Gentry, who's, not going to contribute when you have the potential to add a corner who could like, th- there is a much higher likelihood that your fourth corner will contribute in some way than I think your fourth tight end would. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's why I would just, if unless you're planning, unless you have a very specific idea for what kind of role Zach entry can play for you this year in real NFL football games, real snaps, even if they're special teams, then trade them, trade them like, don't, like yep. try to get something back for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my thought.
0: I agree. I agree. I just don't think it. I just don't think it. Gentry's the guy. The one guy that it just doesn't make a lot of sense to keep around. And if you don't find a, if you don't have a reason to cut him, you should trade him because, just it just does it just doesn't make sense. You know, it just Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, doesn't make sense. All right, with that. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Find us on youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. We are just about a day away from the Pittsburgh Steelers final 53 man roster being revealed. We will have every single update at allsteelers.com and on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Just like Stephen said, it is game week for the Pitt Panthers. Warford, Wolford, Walford. Wafford who cares coming <laughs> <laughs> this saturday find all the action all the updates at insidethepanthers.com find both of us on twitter as always enjoy a beautiful week in the bark peace